Welcome to the Think Orange podcast, where we want to encourage and equip leaders like you who are investing in the faith and future of the next generation. I'm your host, Shane Sanchez, and in this season of the podcast, we're looking back at some of the sessions from Orange Conference 2022, and we're talking about what it means to be human. We're so excited for you to get to hear this message from John Acuff. John is the New York Times bestselling author of seven books, including his most recent, Soundtracks, The Surprising Solution to Overthinking. We can't wait for you to listen to this inspiring message. We believe the work you do on the front lines with kids and teenagers is the most important work in the world. Every meeting with a small group leader, email to parents, and late night supply run matters because you're helping kids and teenagers develop an everyday faith. On average, you have about 40 hours this year to influence the faith of kids and teenagers who come to your programming. That means you need to be intentional about your messaging strategy. Orange Curriculum is a comprehensive strategy for birth to high school. Each age group curriculum not only provides you with strategic messages to engage kids and students with biblical truths, but also resources to help you train volunteers and partner with parents. So start using Orange Curriculum to spend less time planning your message and more time doing what only you can do, building relationships. You can get started today at tryorangefree.com. That's tryorangefree. Here's what we know is true. You're listening to this podcast because you believe in what you do as a ministry leader. You know that every early morning, late night, and meeting that could have been an email is so worth it. And when you believe in what you do this much, you do everything you can to make it better. You know that the mission is too important not to try something new. And that's why we created the Redesign Your Ministry to Last course from Orange Masterclass. Join Reggie Joyner as he unpacks the five essential values for your ministry that will last far beyond a person, a model, or yes, even a pandemic, and innovative strategies to help you elevate them in your ministry. Start working on your ministry, not just in your ministry, today by going to orangemasterclass.com. I've been thinking about this all year. Oh, have you guys missed this? Right? Like, I'm going to try not to Reggie Joyner tonight. That means cry. Um, But this feels special already, and we just started. Oh, I missed you. We, We haven't done this for three years live, and one of the things that was really hard about the pandemic that nobody talked about, nobody talked about this, I didn't see the media talk about it at all, was that because we didn't do this, I didn't get to do a turtle joke in 2020. Yeah, yeah, none of the media covered that. And I had an amazing callback ready for 2020. Like, I was ready. The minute that turtle thing happened, I was like, ooh, 2020 is going to be dope. But then it got canceled, and then it got canceled again. And if you weren't here in 2019, let me, let me set it up. The theme was personal. And so I brought out a bunch of animals ranked on who was the most personal, and the cat was least personal. Went, went, cat joke. <laughs> and the dog was fine, the snake was fine, because I'm brave, like a snake can sense bravery. And the turtle, not fine. Here's what happened with the turtle the turtle, when we brought it out, started to pee immediately. Like, immediately, just started to pee all over the place. And I think I got insulted by the joke. The joke I did was that owning a turtle is like owning a rock that can die. And sometimes when you insult people at events, they get out of their seat, get mad. Like they can just, the turtle reacted that way. And 
I was like, oh man, Orange, I want to show that picture. And they said, well, we can't find it. And I said, well, I found it using a site we have in Nashville called Google. Um, it's going to blow your mind once it hits Atlanta. Because if you Google John Acuff and Turtle Pete, lots of photos come up. Which I was like, and don't do that because you're safe eyes, your covenant eyes, weird report. Weird, like an accountability partner is going to reach out to you. But I couldn't do that joke because we kept canceling. And then like, it's three years later and it's not even our theme. Our theme tonight is this, be human, be human. So I can't really even talk about turtles. So why did we pick that theme though? Why did we pick be human? Because God chose it first. Think about it. He could have sent a rescue mission with anything. He has access to it all. I mean, he frogged Pharaoh. Like we know he has access to frogs. Like he used a donkey to speak in numbers. He saved Elijah with ravens, right? I mean, he, he hooked up Noah. Like Noah, he communicated with a dove. Like, and one of my favorite things about Noah, by the way, is that one of the first things he does after humanity has been rescued, after the biggest flood in the world, is he figures out a long-term plan to get drunk. <laughs> like some of y'all got a little close with White Claw in the last two years. I'm not pointing, hey, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not pointing fingers, but none of y'all spent five years to get wasted. Noah had to plant a vineyard to get drunk. He was out in that field like this, oh, tilling the soil, pruning, and in half a decade, I'm getting wasted. That's what Noah did. None of y'all did that. None of y'all during the pandemic was like, I'm gonna drink this White Claw in like five years. You gotta let him age and mature. But God used the dove, he used the whale with Jonah. He used angels with the shepherds. He could have picked anything, but instead he picked human. You ever, you ever think about that? That God chose human, he chose human on purpose. And I think one of the reasons why is that to be human means you get to become new. We're the only thing that can become new. The smartest tiger in the jungle can't get into Bitcoin. Like the smartest tiger in the jungle can't be like, I'm gonna get into crypto, bro. I'm gonna be doing a lot of NFTs. The smartest cow can't walk on two legs one day. And just can't decide like today, two legs, you know? I've been seeing a lot of people do that. I'm gonna get in that two leg thing. The average turtle spends its entire life in a three square mile radius. Three square miles, I had to look that up. They can't move, we can move. I live in Nashville. Do you know how many people moved to Nashville in the last two years? All of California. <laughs> All of it. Like our population in Nashville right now is three things, musicians, California residents, and bachelorette parties. That's all we got. Because we can move, we can change, we can grow. That's what it means to be human. And I, I say thank goodness to that. Thank goodness to that. Because I look at some of my life and some of the decisions I make and I'm glad that I get to be new. I've got a daughter who's uh, about to go to college. She graduates this year. She's gonna go to Stanford University in Birmingham, Alabama, where I went to school. And she's getting ready for that. And childhood goes by fast, but never, never tell a, a parent of a toddler that childhood goes by quickly. Because toddler days are like 96 hours long. They're so long. Like it speeds up in elementary school, middle school, high school. 
And then all of a sudden you're a parent and you've got a kid going to college and it feels fast and she's going to the same school I went to and I, I look back at my school and I was a mess in college. I went down freshman year. I grew up in Massachusetts. My dad started a church there, but I came down to the South with like a goodwill hunting sized chip on my shoulder. Like just sarcastic. I got rejected from every fraternity. It wasn't that I didn't rush. I rushed and didn't get in. Like every one of them was like, nah, and they made the right decision. I got put on social suspension for a year for a Halloween prank that went disastrously wrong. And then I got a job working at a shave ice cart outside of Walmart. I don't mean inside. This is an unaffiliated shave ice cart <laughs> that a man named Larry owned and put near the sidewalk. Like that's where I worked. That wasn't humbling at all. Like college students coming in to get stuff. I'm like, you like a shave ice? <laughs> yeah, I get to eat as much as I want. It's a pretty sweet gig. And I'd love to say that my college experience got better as I got older, but then we'd have to skip my rave days. Yeah, let me rewind that and make sure you heard me correctly. I got really into raves. If your question is, did you dance with glow sticks and reflective clothing in warehouses till 5 a.m. in the morning? The answer is yes. And my 20s didn't get better. Like in my 20s, when I asked my future father-in-law for his daughter's hand in marriage, he said no. That's not shtick. Like, that's a thing I've healed from now. He said, no, worst moment in a Waffle House ever. <laughs> Just. <laughs> and he swears, he swears that Desperado by the Eagles was playing on the jukebox. But I don't remember it because I was crying on the inside. And 21 years later, we're great friends and I've got two teenage daughters and I look back on that, I'm like, he made the right decision. <laughs> like he made the right decision. But, but I changed and it wasn't because I was smarter. It wasn't because I made better decisions. It wasn't because I was wise or tried hard. Here's why I changed. I changed because God's favorite hobby is redemption. It's his favorite hobby. It's his favorite thing to do. And I'm saying this sentence over and over right now because I've got friends I'm walking through divorce with right now. Like the pandemic ripped marriages apart. And so I keep telling my friends that are in the middle of this, hey, hey, I know it doesn't feel like this. I know it doesn't seem like this, but man, God's favorite hobby is redemption. It's his favorite hobby. It's what he does. He loves redemption more than your parents love pickleball. Like that's like to put it on a scale to make it easy to understand. That's how much he loves it. He, he loves new. And what he says to us is, hey, 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 here's the path. Just, just be human. Be human. Come, come be human. And here's the good news about God. Here's my favorite thing. God is the worst negotiator. Have you ever thought about that? You give him all your sin, all your weakness, all your failings, all your insecurities, and he gives you eternal life. That's a terrible trade for him. If anybody ever said to you, hey, I'm going to give the worst parts of everything, like some stuff you don't even know about, like I got a lot of pettiness. And can I have peace in exchange? Can I have joy in exchange? Can I have love in exchange? There's some days where I go, hey, God, my attitude is terrible right now. And I don't have time to work on a new one. Can we just trade? Can I have your attitude instead? Can I have the way you see this person instead of the way I see them? 
Can I trade that in? Because mine is broken and I, I just don't have the time to do a long path. I know you got that. Can we trade that? And he goes, of course. I mean, we have the only God that says you're not dreaming big enough. There's a lot of religions that say, hey, you got to kill your desire. You got to push your heart down. The way to enlightenment is to stop feeling. Our God says, feel more. Come with more, ask for more. I'm the God that gives, I give and I give and I give because redemption is my favorite hobby. And we get to change because we're human. I give him the worst parts of me and he gives me the best. I give him my questions, he gives me answers. I give him my anxiety again and again and again and he gives me peace that surpasses all my understanding. I don't have to figure out peace, I just have to ask for it. I don't have to figure out wisdom, I just have to ask for it. And he says it's available everywhere. And he loves, loves, loves to give it. So that's, that's what he's asking us tonight. We're, we're all here in this space. And I'm so glad we got to come back together. I've been waiting for this. I've been so excited for this. And it, it feels different already. Every year felt like a family union, but when you take three years off from seeing your family, it feels different. And I don't want us to miss that. So I really believe that God's asking us all one question tonight. Here's what he's asking us. Will you be human with me? Will you, will you be human with me? Will you give me the parts that maybe you've been carrying? Because some of y'all have been carrying heavy stuff the last two years. Will you give me the good parts? Will you give me the parts that feel small? Will you give me the parts nobody sees, but you know are there? Will, we, will you give them to me? Will you, will you be human with me in this moment? Will you be surrounded by 6,000 other people who are being human too? You might have to be perfect when you go back to wherever you're going to. You might have to have it all together. You might have to look a certain way, but you don't here. You don't in this space. That's what it means to be human. You get to be new. And God's asking us that one question tonight. Will you be human with me? Will you be human? For the next three days, will you be human with me? I dare you to say yes. Thanks, guys. We're so thankful John Acuff joined us at the Orange Conference. And if you enjoyed listening to this message, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love this review by Corey. They said, this is quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you for investing in the next generation of church leaders. Corey, thanks so much for the review. And if you want to learn more about how to be human, Join us at Orange Tour this fall. We can't wait to be in a city near you. Go to orangetour.org to save your seat today. Okay, we'll see you next time on the Think Orange podcast.